Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing, amazing week. But if this is your first time tuning into Conversations with Toy, welcome. I hope that you find that this space is uplifting, that you learn something, get encouraged, all the things. And I just want to let you know, while you're here, we talk about mental health and self-care. We talk about wellness. We talk about what's happening on these internet streets. And again, we like to bring guests to bring their perspective. Doesn't mean that we always have to agree, but we love to bring guests so we can listen to different, different voices, right? On this particular conversation, I'm going to have one of my friends, Camille. We're going to chat it up about the, the, the art and love of writing or the art and love of doing the things that you love, because you may not like writing. I want you to insert. I literally want you to insert whatever your thing that you like, or you feel like you're gravitating towards, because I was always taught that your gift will always make room for itself, which totally means when it's in you, it's going to come out. And every time you try to go away from it, it brings you back. So that one thing that you're really good at, you're like, put it on the shelf, but you come right back to it. That could be your thing. Regardless, we're here to encourage you to go after whatever your thing is. But let's just do a little quick chitty chat on the things that have been taking place lately. Last week's episode was amazing. We had Amanda from Philly Food and Bar. She was absolutely amazing as we talked about content creation and going after things and saying yes so that you can learn how to say no to to the things that don't matter and the things that you can just kind of turn down. Because listen, if you try to do everything, you're going to burn out. And we want to avoid burnout because burnout is also a part of self-care and mental health. And let me just say, there are times when you're exhausted, like, you know how you get really tired because you've taken care of the kids, you've done all these things, but you're exhausted. But then it's the exhaustion of adding 20 million things to your plate when you know that you don't need to put it on there. Like some people struggle with saying no. Now I've talked about this before talked about using your no muscles, which means being able to tell people no, no, you can't. And without even really having to give a full explanation, I I get it. Listen, I know when I was younger, my parents would ask me, you know, did you want to go do something? And I would always say yes, because you knew that saying no, you already knew the answer. You already knew the spirit by which if you said no, it was going to become, you know, a combative, it was going to be an issue. And so, you know, you get used to just saying yes, yes, yes. But listen, you got to find a no in your spirit because you don't have to give somebody an explanation when you're grown. Like, I think people forget that. Like you kind of revert to feeling like you have to give everybody a response and everything. Don't everybody ain't ain't worthy of that response. So let's learn to say no a little bit. Now, last week's episode, I dedicated it, dedicated the podcast episode to Sharice since that, um, dedication and podcast of that dedication dedicated podcast I should say excuse my twisting of the words I was able to attend her service and everyone has been asking me and again this her death is not about me but I can't help but to feel this sense of 
sadness or grief when you have someone that you just truly love and you you just think the world of them so for those who are grieving right now trust me when I tell you you are not alone you're not alone in the least bit so um I just want to say the service that she had was for her was absolutely beautiful and in every way just really honored who she was and more about just what she not more about what she did but the legacy of treating people well treating people with decency and respect caring about people over profit absolutely absolutely an outstanding phenomenal woman so continuously continuing to pray for Sharice McGill and her family now in this week on these internet streets I am about sick and tired of hearing about Megan and Nikki. I'm not about to break all this down. You would have to literally, I mean, at this point, honestly, it's not even about living on the rock. Apparently you are the rock at this point. If you don't know the drama, the beef between Nikki Minaj and Megan, um, my stance on this is I need Nikki to go ahead and go sit down somewhere. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm team Megan over team Nikki. But when you start doing things that's disrespectful and doxing people or having your people, or even if your people doxed it, even if she didn't do it, like I've heard statements say, well, Nikki didn't um, dox uh, Megan um, the Stallion's mother's grave. You know, other people did it, but she has enough power to say, don't do that. Let's be respectful. But you can't put, let's be respectful and just do the right thing when you ain't doing the right thing. You see what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do that. So anyway, all I know is that I need Nicki Minaj to go ahead and take a break. I ain't never seen nobody stay on the internets, on the internets this long for this many days, literally talking actually at herself between her and the raggedy barbs that are following her. Now, listen, I don't need y'all coming from me. You might love Nicki. But even if you love Nikki, you got to be able to know you can like somebody, but then see that they ain't right. I don't want to have to call y'all raggedy, but if you are still literally rocking out with Nicki Minaj after what she said and did, I'm going to need you to just, I need you to do a personal assessment of yourself. I really need you to do a personal assessment because this is beyond a rap beef. Okay. This is legitimately beyond a rap beef. Some things you just don't say, some things you just don't do. And, and, and not, it's, I'm like, I wonder when did she sleep if she was on the internet so strong like I had times when I've been like you know binging on like TikTok and things like that but 72 hours I mean even even for those whose business is online that's a lot like I'm on my phone I'm on my laptop I'm on some type of device all the time but 72 hours straight up I mean I don't know when she went to the bathroom when did she eat when did she check on the baby it was just too much going on so I need Nicki Minaj to take a break and get her mental health together because you'd have to be almost deranged to sit up there for 72 hours talking to a bunch of foolish people who just are willing. One, people are listening just because they want to be able to break the story. I'm just going to keep it real. Number two, people like to be atop of the game when these things happen. Number three, child, if they are a follower, if they are part of the legend barbs, y'all got to do something better with y'all life. Because who, if she was sitting on there all that time and y'all was sitting on that time, ain't nobody getting nothing done. So now that we are in February, now we is in the, the tightness of Black History Month, we're in Love Month, and anything else that you want to pile in there. Let's talk about Black History. First of all, I'm Black every day. There is no day that I can take off from being Black. And so highlighting, extra highlighting things about being Black or loving the culture is, you know, I'm here for that. Here's what I need. 
any of those companies that was putting those black boxes that was standing up when George Floyd was unfortunately killed. I want y'all to come back for uh, Black History Month. But then when I want you to come back just so we can bring you back in and just have a little chat with you, then I want to send you back off and then tell you to go back and renew the thought process that you had a few years ago when everybody was rah-rah for black history and black things and supporting black creators and supporting black thing businesses and all the things I need y'all to step right back into the circle because the way that these companies went right back to the status quo lets me know that it's always been performative now hear me out bring your ear a little closer keep in mind we already knew that however some of y'all was just so in your spirit, so mad when somebody called them, a lot of these companies performative and got all in their spirit, all in their shunana, all upset about the fact that somebody called you performative. But here we are years later and some of y'all have gone right back. I'm not seeing enough diversity in ads. I'm not seeing enough diversity in all the things that are going on. It's just not enough going around. So the fact that this is happening or we already knew it was going to happen, I need you to step it up. Now for love month, let me just tell you, I used to hate being single around Valentine's day because Lord knows seeing all the women come to the office or, you know, their significant other was passing out, you know, getting these flowers and candies and gifts and everybody looking over them. It's a thing, especially if you work in office, let me just share some light. Now, when I was in my, I guess my early twenties, I always pretty much had a good Valentine's day. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. And even though I was single, I used to always just go out with my friends because a lot of us were single too. So, and, and I don't even just mean like a bunch of girls hanging out and powwowing about how we hate Valentine's Day. Like I legitimately would hang out with my friends and we wouldn't even really talk about it. We would just have a great, great time. And so it's interesting because I see people who struggle with the fact that they don't want to go out. They feel a sense of depression. And let me just say, I get it. But I want us to find some different ways to really tap into some self-love and some self-care. And how are we going to show up for Valentine's Day for ourselves? Because I'm going to just tell you real quick, as a married woman, there is a bunch of married people, single people, people that don't know what they want to do. Some people that's between two booze, getting a bunch of gifts, candies and trinkets. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are some people that are getting all these candies, these trinkets, these nice things, these roses and flowers, and their husbands don't care nothing about them. They cheat on them pretty much or they could they could on that day they would too they do the whole most everybody's just doing what they want to do so don't I encourage I can't say you don't but I'm going to encourage you to not to put so much energy into the fact that somebody's getting a rose because I'm telling you some of them roses if they could speak about the things that are going on behind closed doors you'd be real surprised so during this week and it was with the our co our co-guest host of this of this beautiful episode Camille I was talking to her and another creator, and we were just talking about the fact that how do people as a content creator show up when they're not feeling their best? So this is an example of, you know, content creators were expected to put content out. Content ain't going to look raggy because again, we want to put our messages out. We want to align with brands. We want to get deals. So our, our, our content for the most part ain't going to look raggedy. So how do you make this engaging, beautiful, uh, captivating content when you feel like trash on top of trash because your life is on a whole nother level, when you feel like your life and the bottom of your life has completely dropped, when you feel like you can't really put two thoughts together, how do you get to the point where you get all these things together and you do whatever it is that you need to do? Like, how do you show up as a content creator when you're dealing with mental health? Um, 
for me personally, and again, I can only speak for me personally, I speak very candidly about it. I talk about the times, if you follow me, I'm going to need you to follow me on Toy Tom blog. That's T-O-I-T-I-M-E-B-L-O-G. I've had these little car chronicles where I talk about these things, just little weird things. Like I'll say today, hey, good morning. Today is just not one of my best days. You know, such and such may have went down. And it's not a place for me to just simply rant just for the sake of ranting. But 90% of the time when I'm talking about the things that are going on, there are 50,000 other people having the same thoughts. They woke up on the wrong side of bed. They're running late. They're all over the place. They're trying to get their mind together. And the smallest of things can trigger so much in one person's life. And so people have this thought process that content creators are these perfect beings that seem like their life is all together. And that could not be further from the truth. Every last one of us, regardless of how beautiful, how captivating their content is, is human. And human people go through human things. You go through the ups and downs of, you know, having good moments. You have those bad moments. You have those moments where, you know, you begin to question yourself. Trust me, it is a lot. And I, I want to say that very openly because I feel like, again, this filter lifestyle that we have, um, we just don't put ourselves into the thought process of knowing that, hey, struggle is happening in real life. There are struggle happening between these lenses. There are things falling out of our lives every single day. If I could tell you all the million and one times I've had stuff go completely, completely, completely wrong, it would shock you because people are like, oh, well, you just seem like you have it all together. No, no, no. I seem like I'm organized and so I can make things look a certain way. But in the midst of trying to get things together, I struggle too. I struggle with my thoughts. I struggle with sometimes depressive moods. Um, last weekend, I don't think, I don't know if it was because of the funeral. I don't know what it was, but even the last two weeks, I've been finding that my energy levels were low or I would be on the couch and I would have mo- like hours where I just didn't want to move. And some people were like, well, you just needed to rest. You're right. I did need to rest, but there's also a part of resting and then recognizing that you're not okay. And what does that mean? Specifically for me, it meant that I found my emotions all over the place. I wanted to cry when nothing was wrong or I felt like something was wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, feeling blue, not really engaging with, again, the things that I actually love to do. And those are her signs of depression. And I do have what's called episodic. And so for me, episodic depression is, you know, you'll have something that'll happen and it'll trigger you back to a place. It'll trigger you back to a moment. And those moments, the episodic depression, it can happen for days. It can happen for weeks. Some people, it can happen for months. So I'm recognizing where I am mentally. I'm recognizing that something isn't quite right. So I'm doing the steps that I know to do to try to get myself in a better place And if you are struggling with that, I need you to hear me and know that I may not be able to see you. You surely don't need to see me, although my hair is cute today. Um, At the end of the day, we're, you're not alone. Everyone is struggling somewhere, somehow with something. And so I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to stop feeling as if your life has to be this completely filtered life where everything is completely perfect and, 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 and doesn't move. It does all the things. I just want to encourage you because I promise you, you are not by yourself. Okay. So without any further ado, I want to get into the episode because I have Camille and I want to talk with her about getting into the things that you really love. Like I said, your gift, your gifts will make room even when you want to act as if that gift is not taking place or that something isn't what it's supposed to be. I can almost guarantee you that it is. It is, it is, it is. So 
Let's get into this episode. Let's talk to Camille, who is an amazing content creator as well. And I hope you tune in. Now remember, whatever your thing is, insert it in. Let's listen. Get it going. All right. So we have already had a number of guests that have come on here to shed a little bit of light on content creation because we're in January of 2024 and everybody's new year, new me. And I feel like oftentimes people want to step out into the field of content creation, but they're not sure how, and they're not sure the, all the little pitfalls. So I've gathered a few of my friends, if you've heard me say before on this episode already, we're going to talk about that. But I happen to have Camille and she is here. She is a content creator. She is a blogger of positive publicity. She has all these different hats. Listen, do not sleep. Do not sleep on my girl because she wears a lot of hats. She's been in PR. She's done it all. She's a great friend. And she's a fellow Penn Stater. So for all those that are listening that are from Penn State, you know I'm going to put a plug because we are. And um, yeah, so we're going to talk with her and we're going to find out all the wonderful things that one, she's been up to with her brands, but also content creation. So Camille, thank you for being on. Boy, thank you so much for having me. That was the best thing I ever heard. You made my, you made my whole weekend and it hasn't even started yet. I'm here all for that. So yeah. being a blogger, a writer, um, and, I, and, and we're fellow bloggers, so we know the joy of writing. How did that start for you? How did it start for me? That's a really good question. Uh, well, I would say I've always loved and gravitated towards writing. When I was little, I would write songs in my room and poems. And I, when English class was always my favorite class, I always looked forward to it. I loved reading. So I always naturally had this love of writing and knew that I wanted to be sure that I incorporated it into my professional life. And if not, I would make it a hobby. But luckily, I was able to do both of those things. I love that. And for those who don't know, she can actually sing her behind off. And um, yeah, she's an amazing singer. Too. Like, <laughs> when I said she wears many hats, <laughs> she wears many hats. Um, but yeah, so I actually have the same similar story when it comes to English being my favorite subject. My kids just asked me recently because they, I'm like trying to figure out where they're excelling at the best. And I'm like, what's your favorite subject? Oh, they yeah. asked me the same question. And English has always been, I've loved every single English teacher that I can even remember. Like, even if the class was extremely hard, I'm going to gravitate towards English. It doesn't matter. So, did you have, oh, sorry. I didn't want to no, go ahead. Did you have like one teacher in particular who really stuck out mm -hmm. to you, really influenced you? So, this particular has a lot of hats too. His name is Irvin Scott, Dr. Irvin Scott. He, I uh, believe, used to teach at Harvard and or still does. And he has a new book coming out that I just pre ordered. But what set him out was too was he also doubled as the gospel choir choir director and my mother's a choir director and he him being choir director our paths always crossed we always went to each other's churches to to sing at each other's churches and i know his dad well like we just had a great relationship but his ability to bring english like his ability to open a book and have us like wanting to go into it more i'm talking about just like masterpieces and how we were able to express ourselves in our writing it was just, he's just one of those amazing teachers. So I, I absolutely loved English just because of him specifically. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have your blog. How long have you been writing in your blog specifically? My blog initially started in 2012 when I was studying abroad in college. I was in London and I wanted to document my time while there. From there, I started writing for a music blog while I was at Penn State. 
And then my that music blog kind of turned into when I moved back home after college, it kind of turned into my personal writing um, and Philly centric kind of thing. So it had quite the evolution. It served many different purposes. So that's how it started. So I guess I can say 2012 is when it officially started. Now I'm on your page now because again, I love a good cheat sheet. And you do have quite an extensiveness of a lot of things. You have travel, you have food, entertainment, you have a lot going on. And I love that because I feel like a lot of our different audiences will gravitate towards um, one or the other. Like there's so many different things that you can pull from your blog itself. I love that. So how do you select? Like, I know everybody asked me the same question, so I got to ask you, how do you select your topics for what you're going to choose to write about? That's a good question. Well, and also that's why I feel like I, I relate to you in so many ways, but also like you write about so many different things as well. You interview people, like there's so you write about mental well-being. So there's so many different facets that you're also covering too that I really enjoy and that I feel like I, I relate to as well. I would say now I'm at the point where I want to write about what interests me. So I would say for my blog, for my my for my positive publicity blog, I love writing about Philly. I love interviewing people. Don't you? I mean, we're doing it right now, but don't you love interview, in, interviewing people? I do because you get to learn so much about other people and you don't realize how much you actually connect more than you even know. So that's yeah. the biggest thing. I'll be like, well, you know what? You too. Okay, cool. Yes. It's, it's the best. I love interviewing people and I love writing about pop culture and social media trends. That is the thing I'm probably most passionate about because I like going deep and figuring out how maybe like this one pop culture event will um, impact the rest of society and the rest of just the zeitgeist. I think it's so interesting. So that's probably my favorite thing to talk about. But I also love how you bring it to TikTok because you be, listen, you, I'm going to put all, every everybody that is interviewed is going to have all of their socials on and their social media for you to follow. But follow this chat on TikTok because your topics are hilarious. Okay, Some of the things it. you be talking about, I'll be like, you know what? She ain't listening. She's not missing it. She's she's right dead on. And I'm like, we needed to hear that. And it's, it's informative. It's hilarious. It's entertaining. I just, I love it. Thank you so much. I, thank you. That's nice to hear. You know, it's good to hear when what you're doing is actually sticking. Oh yeah. Um, I, I I'm on it all the time. I just commented, I think you had like, yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, did. girl, you know, cause you had me dying. Like you ain't lying, but, um, let's talk about the content creation portion mm -hmm. of our lives. How do you balance, what is your, like when you're out creating content, whether it's going to places for self-care, cause we do a lot of that, or mm -hmm. if it's, I don't know, talking about a restaurant that really just inspires you. Cause I love how you, when you showcase a restaurant, you're just like, here's the beautiful parts of the things that I love. Like it could be the, the aesthetics, it could be the food, it could be the drinks, it could be whatever. Like, how do you balance that? Because in this world, we see the Keith Lees of the world where you know, got you're 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 doomed if you're good, or you're doomed if you're bad. If you don't give a 10, 10 out of ten rating, it's bad. If you give your honest opinion, it's like, who are you? Like, it's like a hard balance. So, how do you do that? Before I answer that, did he ever end up coming to Philly? He did not. But I did. did you not. see okay. that post where I said if he did come, yeah. some there's a lot of restaurants that I think would knock it out the park, but there'd be a couple. There'd be a couple that would fail. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I would be so curious if he does come to Philly, what, what, um, what he would go to. Um, that's a, so, okay. Well, first I want to make sure I'm getting the facts right. I want to make sure that whatever I'm 
whether it's something I'm promoting or just something that interests me that I want to share, I want to be sure that I'm getting all my facts right. So I, and even with blog posts, I make sure that I do a ton of research. So for example, um, our friend Amanda and I were doing a food collaboration together at this uh, restaurant called Gall Street in um, Port Richmond. They're famous for their kielbasa cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. And I was pronounced kielbasa, kielbasa. But as I was doing more research about the kielbasa cheesesteaks, I realized that other people pronounced it, um, oh my gosh, a different way. Kibasi. I think it's kibasi is another way to pronounce it. And I was freaking yeah. out. I was like, oh no, like, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say this, right. I, yeah. But I, I, ha- I had to describe it that way so that I made sure that um, I, I mentioned something like I didn't know that it could be pronounced different ways. So I really make sure all this to say, I really make sure that my information is first and foremost, correct. I also like to make sure that it's my personality that I'm putting into it. It is authentically me. I think for a very long time, I was trying to be more like prim and proper and kind of not really showcasing maybe the grittier sides of my personality and like, you know, the, the less, the less polished sides, I would say. Right. Um, and also I want to make sure that the content itself is just fun to look at. It's actually entertaining. And <laughs> right. then, yeah. Yeah. And if it's, if it's maybe a restaurant that I'm posting about, I, I like to also know like the background. I want to share the, maybe the stories of, of the owners or the chef or something like that. So a lot of different things to look at when you're creating, as you know. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times people don't realize that there's like thought processes that goes behind it instead of just trying to be like, and again, we do use trends at, at some points too, but not just being trendy with certain things like also being informative, also like making sure that we're showcasing the things that we love. For instance, I know I know you've had these times where we've gone to media events. So for those who are listening, there are people like ourselves who will then they'll we'll link up with a company, whether it be a restaurant or some type of self-care or something, and we make a collaboration of some sort. That's stuff that we do on the side. I mean, we've done our own, we've reached out or they've reached out to us. It's completely our own. But then there's times when we're invited to events from other PRs who are obviously working for their clients and they want to get the word out about a restaurant, a product, whatever it may be. And this thought process that came out with Keith Lee about, you know, showing, saying this is the parts that I like, or maybe this isn't something I didn't like. I find for me personally, I only show parts that I liked. So I don't really have to necessarily say anything negative, but because I'm only showcasing these are the things that I enjoyed about it. I feel like it's better for me just because people are so used to either having to have drama in your post to have your posts go viral or saying that everything is great when we know that's not the case. So how you do feel you feel better? Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Well, it sounds like, like, I think I have a similar feeling and approach where it's, you want to feel good about what you're putting out there. Like I want to feel proud of the work and know that it's my true authentic self and I'm being honest and I'm being truthful. So I just, I just think I, I, I really like want to be like a moral person. So I really try my best to do that. Um, and especially on social media where, you know what, it is, it is easy to fluff things up a little bit. And you know what, sometimes we all do that a little bit, but just being honest is I think should be one of your foundations for sure. It really does have to be. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, 
you know, you're dealing with the fact that if I go somewhere and I said, I like this dish, somebody else, for we already know somebody's going to go and be like, I don't know how she, I didn't like it. These are what I liked. Right. And so I feel like some people who don't are getting into it and they're starting that process. There've been so many people who will like fight you down in the comments. Like they will fight you down. Like, I, I don't get it. I, I was, we were talking about this yesterday. Like, I've never really had anybody fight me in my comment section. I'll be waiting on them, but they just don't come. So when I hear about you guys having those issues where people are like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, this is my opinion. Like, how do you fight somebody's opinion? Like how? Yeah. And I do, I think it's important to note that Toy did say, should anyone come for any of us in the comments, she is right there to let, to let her know and she will back us up. So, so when you start seeing me going to my friend's comments and I'm like, Hey, what, what I'm telling you now, 2024, I'm coming for all the comments. Like since y'all don't come to me, I'm coming to y'all. Then maybe y'all come over to my page and then it'll just help with engagement. Either way, I'm coming to y'all's to the page and I'm coming to the comments. They don't even have to tag me in the specific comment. They just tag me. I'm just going to go reading find you and I'm coming for you. So now you've been warned. This is your final, this is your first and final warning. That's it. Your first and final warning people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's weird to me. It's weird energy that you would get on an internet that you pay for it some to some level, right? You're paying your phone bill. You're doing something. You're paying the whatever. And you're coming on there to be negative. Like, is there not enough negativity in the world? For you yes. to be mad about a sandwich, right? Oh, I posted about a sandwich and you're like, oh my God, that sandwich looks gross keep scrolling it's not for you but whoever it resonates to they gonna be like let me see that sandwich let me go let me order that exactly and it's too much it's too much and i think the overarching thing is it's okay we can all say it together not every content is made not everything is made for everyone that they will like like someone who's a vegan is probably not gonna like a video of a burger so i don't to tell you <laughs> i don't know i feel like to i think as a content creator you have to know that like you have to have some sort of thick skin to know that everything isn't for everybody and so there are days when we don't get as much engagement on things and there's times when people are just like yeah and we have to know that going in so if you're listening and you think that because your video is amazing which it probably is don't get so caught up deeply into the fact that somebody didn't like it because you're trying to, and this is another thing, I'm not trying to gain a lot of followers. I just want people to be in a community. So I always say in the community of the people that I'm, you know, sharing information with, because it's somebody that for me personally, that I want to reach that can say certain things, like, especially when I'm talking about mental health, they can't say it, but I can, and I can speak for them in a way. So I'm not here to gather all the people. I just, I'm not. Yeah. I think you also raise a really good point where I think, you know, in the early state, obviously in the early stages of social media, it was all about building that following, right? But I think we're at this point now where community building really is the main focus. You really want to create um, that feeling of community among among the people who who now follow you. And you want to keep that, you know, it's, it's I'm not making sense here. I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I think that's, um, that is the most important thing right now that we, that we should be focusing on. Yeah, community building, because again, your content that you're trying to push that you want people to see, that you want people to engage with are going to resonate. And so as it resonates, you want people to go from just seeing liking one post to coming and joining your page because they're like, you know what, I just really like her vibe. Like, I really like what she's putting out. I really like the aesthetic that she's giving. And for those who are doing it 
for the right reasons, I feel like that's going to come through. You will spot if you, as long as you continue going into this a little longer, you will spot the times when people are just doing any old type of thing just for whatever, like you will spot them. And that's your choice whether you want to stay on those pages or not, but don't yeah. follow somebody that, that makes you feel inferior. Like don't follow somebody that makes you feel bad. Like as soon as you go online and you're like, Oh my gosh, she has it together. And my life is done. Stop following them. Stop. Yeah. Cause and that's not what it's for. And we all want to feel like we belong to something even if it's, we feel like we belong to maybe like, and then, I mean, you could get into a whole conversation about like parasocial relationships, but like, you do want to feel like, oh, I belong in maybe like this little niche internet community. And, and I like that. Like we all want to feel that way. Yeah. And that's the whole good point about building these communities. What's the one thing that if you could go and tell your younger self a piece of advice that you didn't know when you first started, but if you could just travel back in time, like you're, you've, you've, you're here now, you've learned some things, you've made some mistakes because we've all done that in content creation. As you learn, you fall, you bump your head, you get back up. What would you tell your younger self? I think I know exactly what I would tell myself. I think, I do think I'm fearless in different ways, but I think that there, I, I can go back and I can think of so many times I was too scared to put something out there, to email somebody, to introduce myself to somebody. There were so many times I, oh, well, they won't want, they don't want to work with me or people are going to think I'm weird if I post this. There are so many times I was scared to really put myself out there. And sometimes I wish you could go back and say, maybe if you, if you did, who knows what opportunities could come? Not that I'm not complaining now, but um, I think it's, it's, I could have been a little bit more fearless in, in other areas. But your fearlessness or having your issues, you know, in the beginning of not learning how to just be and also put your foot out there because I've had that same issue. Like I would be scared. Like, so everybody knows I deal with some level of anxiety and still social anxiety to this day. Like I still deal with these things very much. So people are like, well, how is that possible when you're always here and you're always there? Like I'm still having to go places where I haven't met people. There are content creators that I haven't met. There's PRs that I, uh, there's just people I haven't met. And that comes up. But even when you're suggesting that we're talking about that, somebody else may be listening to this and be like, you know what? I'm scared to post. I'm scared to post because posting is vulnerable. You are putting yourself out there for other people to judge. It is a given, no matter how great your content is, you're being judged in every facet. So your, your struggle could be somebody else's victory later. So I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Very true. Very true. All right. What's one last thing that you would want to share to someone who is deciding today is their day. Today is their day. They're going to start putting them, taking themselves more seriously as far as the level of content that they're putting out. What would you say to them? Sure. So I love talking about personal branding. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I love like helping coaching people through that. And this is the one thing I tell everybody, everyone is an expert at something there is one thing, something that you know better than anyone else and that you have that valuable information. What is that one thing? Find that thing and let that be a place where you can start sharing. So if you, I don't know, if you know about like a really weird fact about frogs in like South America, I don't know, make a video about it. Cause guess what? There's going to be someone who's interested about it. So everyone is an expert at something, everybody. That is the thing I, I tell anybody who's who's looking to start their personal branding journey. 
And it can't get any more better of advice than that. So Camille, thank you for being on our podcast and or my podcast, I should say the podcast and sharing your thoughts because I'm trying to get the people together for 2024. I want people to like take the breaks off of their wanting to do something rather. And it doesn't even have to be content creation. It could be anything like insert your thing that you have really been desiring. It could be writing a book. It could be speaking. It could be whatever it is. I want you to insert that thing in there. And I want you to take the breaks off in 2024. I want you to stop this, you know, thinking you don't have enough of, I didn't even have a laptop when I first started blogging. I didn't even own a laptop, never owned a laptop. I had the, I, I was back in the day when I had the PC, I had the big, the big joint when I went to Penn state mm-hmm. with the ethernet card built in and all that. Like I had the old school computer. So once laptops came out, I was like, Oh, I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't think I got enough money to be out here buying laptops, but I used to blog off of my Blackberry. That, that off is a sentence that should be in a time capsule because a blogging and B Blackberry. Oh, that just gave me the best chills. I right. love that. Back yes. in the day with the Blackberry. Oh my God. Yes. You couldn't tell me nothing about that Blackberry boy. You thought I thought I was on the top of the world. So it like, took me a year. Like very it took me a whole year before I got a laptop. I was still on my Blackberry, tacking away on the keys. Love that. <laughs> and now um, not only did I eventually get a laptop, you know, then I got to the point where like, I can buy my own laptop. Like I could buy my own. It could be, and I, I added all the frills, like added it all. Did. Just throw everything on there. I want all the memory. I want all the stuff. But it's worth the investment. It's worth the investment. And now I just, even my husband, he just uh, gifted me a whole new laptop cover. So I'm just feeling like it's a whole new laptop all over again. So it freshens it's it sad. up. Those are like the little tricks of the of the trade, like freshen yeah. it up, get some new gadgets. So yeah. Well, Camille, thank you so much. And um, listen, for everybody who is listening to these amazing, amazing content creators, I am going to make it super easy because you know how y'all don't like to research nothing. So we're just going to make everything clickable. You should know that by now. We're going to make sure you can click on all the TikToks, all the Instagrams, the blogs, all of the social media so that you can follow. Hopefully something resonates with you with them. And I hope that you gain some type of power and some type of inertia to keep going and starting something new in 2024. Thank you so much, Toy. You're the best. All right. Now, what did you think about the episode? I hope that Camille inspired you. She is a beautiful woman on the outside, but she's an even more beautiful person in real life. One thing I have been enjoying is about bringing a lot of these content creators that I happen to just hang around with is I want you to see the people that are in my circle. Like when you listen to them and you're hearing the, the, the nuggets of wisdom, I need you to understand that you will always be as great as the circle that you keep. And I have some of the most amazing, the most dopest women that I know that are in my circle who legitimately will have my back in real life. Like we don't just hug and like do our little dance and say, hey, I miss you. How are everything going? When we see each other at events, we connect almost every single day by phone or text. We would drop and do anything for each other if somebody needed us. Immediately when something happens, it's what can I do for you? How can I help you? I love that for us. And I hope that you in your own way find the same and not bad for somebody who used to struggle and well, not say used to continues to struggle with social anxiety, right? Not bad for being able to learn how to branch out and find solid people to, to unite with, to be around, to enjoy, to be in the presence of, you know, this is why I tell you, listen, I still deal with social anxiety to some extent. 
and it can be debilitating sometimes. And I was sharing this week again with the conversation from earlier that I show up at events and I still find myself clamming up a little bit because it's sometimes hard for me to navigate new spaces with new people. But one thing I know is that sometimes fear just has to come along. Sometimes it just has to come along because I can't stop doing what I'm doing just because I'm afraid. And that fear wouldn't stop me from doing something. I just got to go gravitate it even more. So I, I pray that that is something that you find for 2024. If that's something that you're trying to move in through or you're trying to get past because you're not by yourself. I've had so many times where I've walked into a room and was so nervous, so scared. You know, you feel like you're going to stutter. You feel like people are going to receive you. You're wondering what everyone is thinking about you, but show up as yourself. Be as genuine as you possibly can because you have everything that is inside of you that you need to make it in this life. I promise you that. Now, you know the drill. We're about to end this podcast, but I'm sending my love to you because that's what I want. I want you to hold on to that when you're having most moments. Listen, I have so many podcast episodes. This is season 10, episode two. I have podcasts about everything from dating, from marriage. And listen, not that cutie like, oh, you know, our loves are so great. We have a couple of them, but I'm talking about where even me and my husband, whose birthday is this weekend, where we talk about the stuff where it ain't, it ain't, it ain't judging like it's supposed to, when you have that husband and wife, you know, rift that everybody couple has. So if you are about to get married, you thinking about getting married, marriage is on your brain. You're already married, but you kind of forgot Everybody goes through these little ups and downs in their marriages, right? And if you continuously put pressure on your person because you see somebody on the other side, then they look like everything is good. Just a little bit of wisdom. It most likely has its own flaws as well. Okay. I learned that as a lesson because I had some friends of mine who I just was like, I didn't idolize, but I was like, oh man, they always look so happy. They look so bubbly. They look like they enjoy, like they enjoy each other's company. Chade was almost in divorce. And I had to learn that quick lesson. Like everything that you see ain't ain't what it is. One thing about me and my husband that I really do appreciate, and again, throwing it out because it's his birthday this weekend. And I'm also going to make sure that I put in the podcast and the show notes, our episode together is called Store Love, where you could hear the craziness of our marriage at how it was once was. And the things that we've endured, especially with like dealing with my mental health, dealing with his mental health, at the, you know, as as well the ups and downs of all the things, just give it a listen. Now I know I sound a little nasally. I think I'm getting a little cold. So this weekend, I'm definitely going to pour back into myself. I don't know. I love tea. Actually, I've actually been decreasing my coffee this, these last two to three weeks, decreasing my coffee. So I've been doing things like having more teas that's decaffeinated and then sticking to coffee like once a week, usually on Sundays. I've been loving it because I don't want to have these little coffee headaches that sometimes happen just as a little word of encouragement, but you know, the drill, I need you to find one activity. I mean, just one activity that you love that fills you up, that makes you smile, that makes you feel like, wow, this weekend was worth it. I know we have running around to do, you have chores to get done. You have all the errands to get done because you know, you got to do your Target run. You got to go get to the grocery store. You got to go to the laundromat. You got all these different things that you got that you have going on, but find at least one activity. It could be as small as reading a magazine for 10 minutes uninterrupted. It could be laying in your bed and having one extra hour of sleep. It could be reaching out to someone that you haven't spoken to in such a long time and just having that reconnection call. It could be taking a little bit of a walk in your neighborhood and just looking at the things that are surrounding you. 
Whatever it is, find at least one activity that you love. Make it your best. Do all the things. And I will be back with you with Conversations with Toy next week where we are bringing my girl Elle. Yes, she is uh, Elle of Sip On What. We have a conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. She just happens to be one of the besties. And so can't wait for you to listen to that episode. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope your weekend is amazing. I hope your week next week is absolutely great. And thank you for supporting. Make sure you listen, make sure you share and make sure you review. Totally free and will definitely help this podcast in so many ways. Have a great week. Have a great weekend and stay focused. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.